designed to help you weather the challenging times we're living through. Our reading today is going to be from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. And the word of the Lord says this, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us understand. Lord, we need your understanding. We cannot open your word without the work of the Spirit in our hearts and minds to clarify our vision, to make these things come home in more than just an intellectual way, but to our hearts. So we ask you to do that today. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you today about the Annunciation. You know, the wonderful story of Jesus' birth begins with the announcement of God's plan to a teenage girl named Mary. Mary, we're told, was a virgin who was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. It's an ordinary story told over and over again in the course of human history, isn't it? Boy meets girl. Boy and girl fall in love. Boy and girl get married and live happily ever after. It's simple, right? Yes, right up until the moment when the angel Gabriel appeared and changed everyone's plans. God was up to something wonderful, something ordinary people like you and I never would have thought of. Messiah was coming, and coming in a most unexpected way. We were told about this 700 years ahead of time in Isaiah 7, verse 14, said, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now let's take note of four important points in this well-known story of the Annunciation. First of all, notice that God took the initiative. What happened wasn't Mary's idea. It didn't occur to Joseph. None of the human instruments that God had decided to use had a clue what part they were going to play in God's Emmanuel story ahead of time. God just stepped in unexpectedly and changed the world at his own initiative in his own unique way. 
Now, what does that tell us? It tells us that God loves us and that our salvation is his idea, his initiative in every sense. Isn't it nice to know that God takes the initiative to save us? Secondly, notice that Mary was nobody special. The text tells us that she found favor with God. And the Bible tells us the same thing about Noah. But her idea of finding favor with God, again, in Ephesians 1, verse 6, where it's applied to all believers. To find favor with God simply means that Mary was highly favored, as the text says, because she was a recipient of grace, not because of anything special in her. In other words, she was just a plain believer like you and me through whom God decided to do something wonderful. God uses normal folks like us as part of his plan all the time. And isn't that an encouraging thought? Thirdly, though Mary was nobody special, her son certainly was. He was Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, the Son of the Most High, the Son of God. Jesus was no ordinary man. He was the one that God sent to save his people from their sins. And wasn't that kind of God? He did for us what we could never do for ourselves through Jesus, his son. Finally, notice Mary's part in this drama. Her only responsibility was to believe what God had said he was going to do. Just believe. Just commit herself to the truth that had been revealed to her through Gabriel's astounding message. Isn't it wonderful that God doesn't ask us to climb the highest mountain, swim the deepest sea, slay a nine-foot giant with a slingshot, or anything like that to be saved. No. All he asks is that we trust what he has said about his son Jesus. It's simple. I can think of two applications for today's lesson. First of all, if you're not a believer, what's keeping you from believing in the Savior? Salvation isn't hard to find. God has taken the initiative to save us in Jesus. Simply believe. Commit yourself irrevocably to following Jesus. Secondly, if you have placed your faith in Jesus, rejoice. God loves you and has taken the initiative in Jesus to provide everything necessary for your salvation at a price that you can afford. Just believe. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Your grace is so accessible that anyone can find favor with you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to save ordinary people like us. Receive our praise and our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us Sunday for our online service at 9 a.m. or for our on-site services at 9 or 11 a.m. And we have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. as well. And check out the App Store on your iPhone or the Play Store on your Android mobile device to download our new BFC app. Search for BFC Sebring to get your copy. Thanks again for joining us. Stay safe.